All right. Here we are. This is the Footy Museum Podcast. I'm Justin Witte, and I'm joined by Maria Van Dyken Lee. Hi, Maria. Hi, Justin. How you doing? I'm good. Good. My dog might chime in a little bit while we're recording. But That's what we need. Just very opinionated. Expert opinion, I think. Uh-huh. Um, first, we should probably explain what this what this podcast is. So you and I are involved in a project we're trying to get off the ground. So Maria and I work together in the museum industry. We, we put on exhibitions. We both happen to also be fans of uh, football, soccer. And we're working on a project called the Footy Museum, which highlights the design and culture that surrounds the game throughout the world. Because anyone who follows soccer, you know that the design from an individual team's uh, kit to their crest to uh, fan-created TIFOs and other elements is a huge part of the game. We want to highlight that and use it as a lens to talk about really the the one game that is played throughout the world. Um, So we've been developing the show, um, the exhibit, the Footy Museum, which is a traveling exhibition. And you can find out more about that at thefootymuseum.com. But we're also building up content around our website now as we're building out the uh, the museum and the exhibition. And so we thought, you know, it might be fun to try one of these um, podcasts because there's a real dearth of soccer podcasts out there. You know, not a lot of people, not a lot of random people just talking about football. So you thought we thought we would add add to that noise. Is that about right? Why not? Is that how you? Why not? <laughs> <laughs> But we're going to do it in a little uh, different way. We're, we'll cover a lot of soccer. It's mostly be English Premier League and MLS, since that's where our two interests are. But also with a special eye towards kind of the the visuals and the culture surrounding the games. Did, did I did I do that right, Maria? You want to add anything to that? Yeah, um, I think it's safe to say I don't I don't claim to be a soccer expert, <laughs> but. Uh, yeah, I think our special lens and our special interest is really the visual culture and the the supporters and everything surrounding the game. So, absolutely, I have I and have a lot. I of hate to break it to you, but most <laughs> most people hosting soccer podcasts are not soccer experts either. <laughs> so we might. Fit. I'm just going in with blind confidence and opinions. so we're recording this on a monday so we just had a full weekend of um of soccer action and uh and i think you know we can call it football that's fine football action so i'm wondering if there's anything from this past weekend that stood out to you um from the games and i'm thinking more from like a visual sense Okay, there's one thing I can't get over. What's that? Um, did you see anything from the PSG Saudi Arabia game? <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> oh. Okay, so for anyone listening who doesn't know what we're talking about, there was the most bizarre um, <laughs> classico type game. What did they call it? I don't know what they called it. It was like basically like the Saudi big money bring Messi to play. <laughs> <laughs> Ronaldo one <Yeah>. more time <laughs> extravaganza. Um, so PSG, exactly 
Uh, PSG, which is you know owned by uh, Qatar, actually, uh, flew down to Saudi Arabia and played. It was an they played an all star team, right? It wasn't it wasn't yeah. just run out. So it was an all star team from the Saudi league. Okay, so I did not actually watch this game besides some of the highlights. But what I can't get over is there's this very special placement of the Lay's logo on the Saudi Arabian jersey. Now, just tell me what you notice about the backs of these jerseys and the placement of this Lay's logo. Is that real? <laughs> it's real. Is that real? <laughs> So, uh, uh, and it looks like in that picture that Messi's also asking, "Is that real?" Yeah, yeah. So, um, there is <laughs> on the back of the Saudi All Star team, underneath the numbers, there is a very large, a circular uh, lays, but it's the Frito Lay circle, <laughs> very large, right between the tops of the two butt cheeks. <laughs> oh, here's a better view on Ronaldo. Yeah. Um, and it looks, right. it's gigantic. <laughs> so it looks like their numbers are on top of a big, like kind of tennis ball. Oh, that is awful. Oh, it's really bad. Oh. It's really bad. And depending on how tall you are and where it hits on your body, it's really bad. Oh. And it, since it's on a blue kit, it just pops beautifully for Lay's. Oh. Or not so beautifully. Is, I don't would you know. call that blue? I would say that's kind of like a. That's kind of like a like. Oh, it's an ugly kit. Was that made just for this game? That the um, it was the collar and sleeves and kind of the side of this jersey looks like um, the carpet from a 1990s movie theater. Yeah. And then the. Oh my god. <laughs> Oh, I hope Ronaldo yeah. enjoys the bed he made for himself. <laughs> <laughs> it's, oh it's my really, god! Really, this really was bad. this was billed as one of the only times the top three players in the world would meet, and I don't know. I'd say there were two of them there. Although it was my understanding that Ronaldo actually uh, outscored Messi and uh, Mbappe in no, this match. Is, is that, that true? I, I, I think, think he scored twice. No, I think he scored twice, didn't he? Hold on. But excuse us if we weren't paying rapt attention to what is really just a terrifying <laughs> glimpse into the future of global football. <laughs> <laughs> also, did you just notice the like, nets that they have? The nets? The 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 goal nets are not like a they're not like a a normal goal net. It's like a fine mesh. It almost looks like a, a oh. pantyhose. Have you have you seen it? Oh, you're right. Ronaldo scores two, Messi won. Yeah, but they. PSG I think won. I think that PSG won the game. But uh, yeah, and wow, it's like it's really like Messi winning two World Cups. I mean, that's just kind of be the feeling. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, I have a, a similar one thing I was going to mention. It's it's not mine, but it, a similar vein is that I can't get over the Newcastle green and white kits. Um, again, a team owned by Saudi Arabia, and they have one version of their um, of their kits. And is it their green and white? Oh yeah, no. Okay, what can't you get over about it? Well, that's not anything to do with their team colors. It's just basically the Saudi national jersey oh. 
and it wasn't introduced until um, it wasn't introduced until they bought the team, and it, it's just crazy to me that that's just like yeah, that's fine. I mean, nowadays, I guess it doesn't really matter. You know, you can have like a bright neon pink mm-hmm. jersey, even if your colors are like brown. Um, it just doesn't matter. But that one always stands out to me. Um, yeah. I didn't realize that this was the Saudi green. And I even commented to my husband, Jeremy, I was like, oh, I like that green. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm like, oh. Saudi yeah, no, it is the, um, but, you know, the people in Newcastle don't, I can't blame them. They've been suffering for so long. Now they're just awash with cash. They don't seem to mind being owned by the, the royal family. But it, it's a little bit in the face. <laughs> Because there's also kind of like a little eagle on it um, yeah. and the crest. I don't know if that's the Saudi Royal Fund logo or, or what it is. Um, but it's just bizarre. And I have a soft spot for Newcastle because Miggy Almarone is on the team. And he was, you know, the he was the highest ever transfer from Major League Soccer. And that uh-huh. New, Newcastle's highest ever inward transfer. Um, but... And he's had a good year, but that's just bizarre. I mean, if you're listening, you don't know their normal colors are, you know, black and white stripes with like a blue accent, which you can see on their crest, the blue underneath. So the green just really doesn't have any <laughs> any relationship except for the sponsor. So that cool. stood out to me um, for sure. Another thing I, I, I noticed was it was the Brentford kits. Um, it was like a black ground, like a multicolored. And what I love is that they are sponsored by Hollywood Bets. It also also similarly has like that 90s theater vibe. It does. What is that about? It's coming back. But it was never good on clothes. I mean, it is Umbro, so that makes makes a lot of sense. Um, So those are some of the things that stood out, but that was a good call on the (laughs) the game in Saudi Arabia. Um, you know, speaking of, uh, we were talking a little bit about the, the, the English Premier League. And one of my favorite things um, with uh, really one of the things that got me into pro soccer is the crest. I just love these intricate badges that teams around the world have. Um, and they vary so much. And you have kind of ones that have existed for generations that have carried on some kind of quirky original design that was just sewn on some wool shirt in the 1800s and it's carried through. Um, I think of some of the wonkiness in the Manchester United uh, crest. Uh, But then you have some like really interesting, you know, in um, especially like Holland and Germany, there's much more kind of high design ones. Um, Do you have a favorite crest in soccer, in football? This This is a tough one for me. For many reasons. Um, yeah, I don't think, I don't know if there's a harder question for me to answer in this world than <laughs> do I have a favorite crest? Really? Because, yeah, because, okay, I feel like in, at least in the top 20 teams right now, the Premier League, um, there's like four categories of crest. Okay. There's like the circle, the circle, right? The shield, okay. The crest, crest, 
So circle, you would have Brentford again. You'd have Manchester City. You have um, you have Chelsea, Leicester, uh, Chelsea, uh, Brighton. Brighton. I think that I think that's it right now. Uh huh. And then the Shield, you have Leeds. Yeah. Well, now would you take Newcastle's as a Shield because there is a Shield within it? Even no, I put that. Okay. I would put that separate under district shield. Okay. So Fulham. I would say Everton counts as a Shield. Yeah. Villa, Arsenal, um, West Ham, Bournemouth. Now, would Southamptons be a shield? Would you count that, or is that too no, much? No, I would on? count okay. that as a crest. A crest. There's too much going on. Um, and and then there's like the wild card free form ones, like Forest and Tottenham, and I mean Wolves. Is Wolver- Wolverhampton. Yeah, that one is. I've always I've kind of cared. It, it's actually the uh, Premier League this year. There's a nice mix, you know. Um, yeah, it's pretty even. Now, so go ahead. So here's the thing. So, like, I'm partial. I'm partial to circles in design. Okay. But yes, I think like when it comes to these crests or like the badges, it's, it's like. The more the better, but then also the more not the better. <laughs> it's really it's like a really delicate balance of like how can you have an effective logo that can be small or be repeated yeah. and have it not be too much, but also be interesting enough and not like strip it away of everything. It has to have some character, right? It has yeah. to have some character that kind of shows the um get a sense of the history of the club like if it looks too corporate like all of the major league soccer crests are very you know they were they're corporate made and they're all within the last 25 years and they have that kind of vibe to them they adapt very Uh well to a lot of different products but there's not that kind of quirkiness that developed through what was once just a a club team you know yeah Um, or like really 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 passionate fans yeah that have a lot of opinions (laughs) <laughs> so yeah i don't know if i can have a favorite like i support leads i do not like their crap they have one of the um, worst that looks like it looks like your first photoshop assignment in high school <laughs> and, and it oddly looks very like police policey not only a shield but like the star on top it's like the um and i i i, I like leads that's as well star, that's a, that's a, but um so i'm looking at the expanded uh all English football, the top, the, okay. the pyramid. I'm looking at all of them. Um, you know what's interesting about the FA Cup? Because you're playing, you all of these other teams come to the forefront more. You see these crests that aren't back, like they don't have this big franchise money. And so they're not updated as much. That's and they true. Feel a lot more They've classic. lasted longer. Sheffield Wednesday has one of my all-time favorite um, crests. It looks like a, a, a crisscrossed owl. Um are you familiar with that one? So it's a blue shield. It's an owl. And the way they, they draw the the um, the wing, the wing looks like the body and the little part of the yeah. chest to me looks more like an arm crossing it. So he looks like crisscrossed on this branch. It's it's really lovely. I do love forests um, because it's so 70s. And it's kind of like, this mm-hmm. is the last time we could afford to redo our crap. Uh-huh. I like forests too. I think it strikes a good balance of quirky and like yeah. the minimalist fits in currently, but it's not anything you'd think somebody would come up with. 
I mean, when's, when was the last time they did a redesign? I'm gonna guess. It. I'm gonna let's see here. Um, Watch. What's your, guess? <laughs> what's your guess? What's your guess? What's um, your guess? Well, now it's not fair because I accidentally just read that it was. <laughs> <laughs> accidentally um oh i'll like guess then i'll guess them. i'll guess because okay. i don't know i'm gonna well they were last in the top division in the um 90s early 2000s right it was the last time they were in the in the top or is it earlier i think that's about right i'm not sure i'm just gonna guess by the look that it was early 80s so i'm gonna say like 82 okay it looks like they first and this is just based off of a random thing I found on Google. So okay. who knows if this is true so or not. it's totally true. It's totally true. The kind of tree that we know now with the, with the stuff underneath is 74. Oh, yeah. I can see mm-hmm. it. Yeah. And then before that, it looks like they had a like really ornate thing with elk and a crest. And like a shield, mm-hmm. very detailed actually. Um, in '58, and before that, a uh, uh, a really interesting thing in 1946, which is some sort of man who looks like a pilgrim with a feather in his cap, <laughs> <laughs> and it's green, <laughs> and <laughs> it's kind of nifty. Well, now. I, I do say, you know, looking at, at these, um, that it, it's, it's interesting how each country overall, the team's uh, crests have a similar vibe. And, you know, English, mm. overall, there's a lot of birds and detail and banners, mm-hmm. with the exception, you know, you have Fulham, which is, you know, very stark. And I do, I, I know we mentioned wolves. And Watford, I think those are both great diamond-shaped ones. Um, Wolves it just looks like out of some dystopian '70s film yeah. as well. It does. The Liverpool crest is just too much. It's just too much. Yeah. Everton can be happy that at least they have a good crest, even though that they will be in the oh, championship yeah. next year. Hull City, I mean, come on! Like, if someone's going to beat the shit out of you, they're going to be wearing that Hull City band. <laughs> but. I think that really, if you want to talk about best crests, to me, you know, it's Serie A or La Liga. La Liga just has some crazy, crazy things going on. Yeah. Um, Like, I don't, I mean, a giant bat. Yeah. I think they, they have a really great mix of like colors and shapes and like they can keep it simple with the, not over doing it with gradients and in, in color, but um, doing really interesting like shapes and line work, even for a flat image. Yeah, I think that's what makes it work. Absolutely, and I did, that Valencia crest is so great because it's just like if somehow you're not aware, it's, it's so it's a black bat that wings bend down to form the bottom of the shield, and then there's a horizontal blue line and then red and yellow vertical lines with a with a soccer ball in the middle it's just very bizarre um and then atletico madrid's is just looks like a paper cut 
like a, a cut paper silhouette thing. It, I think it's a bear approaching a tree. It, it looks more like a Texas type emblem than you would think it on does. a spade. Um, it's like if Texas was in Canada. Yes. <laughs> if Texas, <laughs> if only. Oh, that touches on so many things. It's such a hopeful statement. You said. <laughs> and then um, I would say, where'd my Siri ones? Hold on. I think there we have some of the the highest design uh, crests. So obviously Juventus's most recent crest, very pared down. You know, mm. they've had a lot of history. I think there's there's a mixed, you know, people have a different views on it. I like it. Napoli is very simple. It looks like a, a button of some sort. <laughs> uh, Roma, you have the great... Um, uh, fathers of rome you know suckling from the wolf uh it's just some really wild interesting stuff yeah and then um yeah and then, like i said you know in mls i think you know lafc has got a, a great crest but they're all very new you know what i mean they're all very crisp um uh so it just it doesn't have the same feel and i think as an american fan um one other thing when you fall when you fall for um when you get involved in international soccer there's kind of this mystery about these leagues and these other teams um especially i think if you followed it for a while now it's so accessible but like when i first started following it, it was like you could only catch glimpses of games or at weird times and you get a sense of the environment and it seems so different from anything in American sports. So having kind of bizarre and unexpected uh, crest just really added to that. So I think we're yeah. in agreement that the Chicago Fire <laughs> have the best crest in the world. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Sure. Yes. So, speaking, no bias at all. <laughs> speaking of exotic, did you catch any of the NBC coverage of the Premier League from Orlando? No, I only saw clips on um, Instagram. I didn't catch any of the like the live coverage on NBC. Oh, I was wondering how you felt about it. I didn't like it. I don't like that. I don't like it. It's like, um, well, Florida's weird. It's already full of British people. Have you noticed? Okay, that? why, why do, why don't you like it? <laughs> Which, well, they were one? in like in the theme park, so they were surrounded by total fake, um, you know, theme park land. You could see like the hot dog and the and the. Um, burger stand then the fans there were only ones who could afford to get in and oh. happened to be on vacation at that time anyway so were you fine so with it just the felt like santa it felt like santa well i would i'm fine with the philly one i you know i lived in philly for a long time i have a deep love for philly um i think setting up in front of city hall was was pretty cool and with the connections with a lot of u.s players have gone over broad you know gone abroad like mm -hmm. your favorite Aronson over at Leeds, you know, Aronson. strong Philly connections. <laughs> um, so I didn't I mind that. I didn't mind that. But the, you know, the Orlando, I, I don't know. I just, maybe, maybe it goes back to that, what I was saying with that mystique that the international leagues have when you're, when you're first discovering them and then to see it all presented from like the heart of the most corporate America stage. Now, I understand a lot of, Premier League teams and other leagues around the world are owned by huge American 
businessmen and conglomerates, but I still want the, you know, to have some sort of mystery and belief that it's not the case. <laughs> but you didn't see it. Hold on to them. That's all right. And Rebecca Lowe had a nice uh, asymmetrical, um, very Florida dress on one of the days. It was, uh, it was interesting. All right. So that's it. You know, these, these pods will only get better, people. They're only going to get better. <laughs> We're just going to keep doing them, but it's a great way for us to keep talking. And if you are curious about uh, the Footy Museum, which is a really exciting project, and you can find out more at thefootymuseum.com, or you can find us on Instagram at the Footy Museum. Um, I believe all socials. Are we the Footy Museum on all social networks? All socials. We're the, at the Footy Museum. Yeah, we're doing great reels, great posts. So follow us, check us out. Um, and if you can handle it, come back next week and we will be um, 5% better researched. Okay. <laughs> Thanks so much. Thanks, Maria.